Good morning or afternoon, whatever time you are listening to this. It is November. Can you believe it? 2022. It's just amazing how this year has been so quickly (laughs) flying by and parts of it are moving pretty slow. And I feel like depending on what we're dealing with in our lives or what circumstances or just just in general, sometimes we just, we have seasons like that and it may have felt really long for you. It may have felt super fast for you, depending on what's been going on. It's so crazy how that works. And yet we all have the same amount of time, right? So it's interesting when I think about this, because today I'm talking about boredom and I did a little research because this is such a common conversation inside of our brains with this journey in general, like, oh my gosh, first of all, we're concerned that it's going to be bored, boring when we don't drink, right? It meaning socializing, hanging out with my family, my relationships, things like that, just life in general, like, oh my gosh, it's going to be boring, right? Because we've spent so much time in sort of this like numbing place in the haze and sort of, you know, the pleasure, the dopamine hits that alcohol gives us and other things that we go to that sometimes we fear boredom. Well, how about this? Have you ever thought about too, are you going to be boring? Which is so interesting too, because it's like, okay, well, what if I choose not to drink? Am I going to be boring? Like, what does that even mean? And, you know, we know, and I know, as I continue to train you and teach you in how all this process works as it relates to your brain, that is just completely a judgment, right? So who's who says you're boring? What does even boring mean? Are you judging yourself? Do you think people are judging you? How does this affect you and your choices in life and all the above, okay? So, but I want to talk about boredom in general based on some studies that have been done around what's going on in your brain. Because this was really cool for me to dive in a little bit and really wrap my head around like, oh, this is why there are some of you who really, really struggle with boredom. And it's painful. And you get into a place of darkness versus the other ones that are like, okay, well, okay, this doesn't feel very good, but what can I do instead? How can I make some shifts? And I feel like I have personally been on both ends of the spectrum here. And I believe that all of us can be at some point in our lives, depending on the season we're in, um, how heavily we're drinking, what's going on inside of our relationships, how we're actually living inside of our values or inside of relationships, if they're feeling in alignment or not. There's so many factors here, but I'm going to get to the point and talk about what's happening in your brain, how you can see it, and some changes that you can make to help you move through these seasons of boredom. Okay, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. 
So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so let's talk about boredom based on some research. And then throughout the episode, I will share kind of parts of my view on it and some things I have struggled with as well. When you're bored, you may have a limited attention span and lack of interest in what's happening around you. You may feel apathetic, fatigued, nervous, or jittery. In some cases, boredom can make it more challenging to focus and cause you to feel stressed and distracted. I can relate to all of these at some point in my life. Recently, I was going through a time where there was some stuff going on where I did feel just this lack of lack of desire and I and I felt brain fog and I felt distracted and with my personality type and how driven that I am, I struggle with that. You know, I'm I really want to be honest with you. Yes, I'm I'm fiery and I'm driven and I have lots of energy, but I struggle still too. I'm on the same healing and growing journey. I'm just a few steps ahead of probably where you are. And there's times that I really struggle with like, Michelle, get it together. Like, what is going on with you? Why are you feeling this way? And what I've had to learn too is in this season, I have to give myself grace and I have to go, you know what? I am feeling kind of bored, but doing something and busying myself is not going to help because then I feel more, more distracted or more stressed because then I'm judging myself because I'm not as clear headed because something's definitely going on. And so I've learned that this may be a time where I just, um, sit and relax, maybe watch a show, do some journaling, just allow myself to sit inside of the discomfort of it. And it moves through a lot faster. So that's sort of the fast forward version of, of the processes that some that I do sometimes. But the reason why I want to say that up front in this episode is that you're not alone. You may be dealing with it especially more frequently like I was when I first stopped drinking. It was like, it was pretty heavy. The boredom was pretty heavy. But let me share with you today, based on research, what has been found about boredom. And so just we can clear the air a little bit that you're not alone and there's nothing medically different or or wrong with you because I didn't think sometimes that we think that about ourselves, like something's wrong with me. Why can't I get over this? And remember, when we're in a state of judgment, breakthroughs cannot happen. They just won't when we're judging ourselves. And I just want you to know it happens to all of us. And I've learned just to speak to myself and go, Michelle, okay, it's time to be a little nicer. What's something kind that you can say to yourself right now? Because I do it too. I do it too. Okay. On average, adults in the United States experience 131 days of boredom per year. Okay. So this is from the Medical News Today article. Okay. Just to share that reference with you. What matters, though, is not just how much time a person spends feeling bored, but also how they react to the state of boredom. Got me? We're talking about reacting. This means we have control. We got to understand that there's so much we have control over. Boredom has been getting a bad rap because many people believe 
that when you're bored, it equals lack of productivity or focus, right? So some research has indicated that it is good to be bored because this actually boosts creativity. Now, I've heard this before, and honestly, this is kind of what I say to my um, kids sometimes when they're like, this is boring or I'm bored. I'm like, well, good. When you're bored, sit in it and allow your brain to come up with cool ideas and get creative, whether you're deciding to color or to go outside and use your imagination. Like I do believe that there's power in that for sure. So they did a study to see how boredom affects us. There were people who experienced boredom more than others. So what does this look like in the brain and why? The research team, they had believed that there was a hardwiring difference in the brains of people who reacted negatively to boredom versus those who experienced no ill effects. But they did an EEG and they that proved them wrong, which was super cool. So here's a quote. Previously, we thought people who react more negatively to boredom would have specific brain waves prior to being bored. But in our baseline tests, we couldn't differentiate the brain waves. It was only when they were in a state of boredom that the difference surfaced. So here's the deal. So if there's no difference in brain hardwiring, then what's, what's the deal? Like, how can we explain this? And we saw that and they saw that and just based on what I've been looking into is it's all about the response and the reactive part, right? So how can we look at the brain and what can we learn? So they recruited 54 adults and they asked the volunteers to fill out a survey asking questions about boredom patterns and how they reacted normally. Then after they did the EEG, they mapped out the brain waves, which is really cool. So what they noticed is they was looking at the right frontal and the left frontal parts of the brain. So these are the two regions because they come, they react for different reasons, okay? The left frontal becomes more active when an individual is looking for stimulation or distraction from a situation by thinking about something different. The right frontal part becomes more active when an individual experiences negative emotions or states of anxiety. So they found the participants who are reporting being more prone to boredom on a daily basis displayed more activity in that right frontal brain area as they repeated the task, okay? Here's another quote. We found that people who are good at coping with boredom in everyday life based on the surveys shifted more to the left. Those that don't cope shifted more to the right. So now what? For me, it's great to know and understand about our brains and why things are happening so we can take action. So they asked one person, they said, hey, that went to the side where he was not bored. What did you do? And he said, I mentally rehearsed Christmas songs for an upcoming concert. I just tapped the beat of music in my head while I was having to do this task. Doing things that keep you engaged rather than focusing on how bored you are is really helpful, he notes. So I thought that was cool because they basically what they did is they gave these these people, this group, like this peg assignment. I didn't want to go into all the detail, but it was it was intended to be super boring. Like they had to map this peg thing out, right? And they tested their brains. And so what the whole gist of this is, is that 
we don't have some sort of hardwiring that affects us more, you more than me more with boredom, okay? It's basically like, okay, you get control. Now, yes, your brain is going to shift based on the patterns, based on your circumstances, where you, like you've been doing this for a habit. But the key is, now that you know this, you have power to change it, okay? So, if we want to shift our boredom, then we have to go, oh, okay, so... I'm going to feel bored just like anyone else, but I tend to get really depressed. I get really negative. I begin to want to cope more, drink more. Okay, cool. Now that you're aware that's where you shift, what can you do different? How can you excite that task or do something different? Or what language can you talk to yourself, right? It's all about us and the power of control. So, Let's dive in to how you could shift your boredom. Ask yourself, am I doing something that I just don't enjoy but needs to be done? How can I make it more enjoyable? You and I have things in our lives that we have to do that we just do not like that could be super boring. And I'm speaking to myself here because I am I have put off some things recently because I don't enjoy them. You know, as we get to the end of the year, if you're like me and numbers and taxes and paperwork and organizing, like I really need to commit to blocking out a couple hours to do these things and then going, okay, Michelle, I know this is not fun, but what can I do instead? What What's my favorite music? Do I put on an awesome playlist? For me, usually music is my go-to. I don't know about you. Do you. Maybe you have a show that you like to watch that you can play in the background if you can watch and do that kind of task right? Um, Taking some time for me, worship music's great too, because I can dance and I can be praising the Lord and being filled with like his spirit, which always helps me. Moving your body, um, planning your next fun thing that you're going to do. Say, okay, I'm blocking out this time to do this task. And because some of you, your brain's going to work really well this way. And some of you are going to hate actually blocking out time. So, I would love to hear from you. For those of you that don't like to time block or to to really like carve out time, I feel like I'm really in the middle. Like there's times where I really love doing that and that works for me. And I think a lot of this has to do with my cycle too, where I'm at in the cycle of the month. Because there's other times where I'm like, uh-uh, I want this day open. I'm going to be free willy in it, right? Like I'm going to do what I want when I want, Okay. All that's great because we have to walk into walk in self-leadership and desire, but also lean into these places of our lives where we realize, okay, this is boring or I feel bored. What can I do different? Maybe it is planning my next fun thing. Like I'm sitting inside of boredom. I don't like the way this feels, but hey, you know what? In two weeks, I get to go to the apple orchard with my kids or I'm going to the mountains with my partner or whatever. Um, singing, whistling, humming thinking about anything that brings you joy. That's an option. And then ask yourself, are you in a state of stuck and just bored? Here's a great thing. What do you like to do as a little girl? Like what was some things you like to do? Did you really like to go outside and play? Did you get on the floor with your animals and roll around? Did you play with other children? Can you play with your kids? Um, What else? Could you write? Maybe you like to read stories when you were little. Like think of tapping into that younger version of yourself and trying to remember what 
does she like to do? Because she's still inside of you and you can play and be silly and have fun just like you did when you were little. And then also like if there's a certain types of stories that she really likes, you know, what if you went to the library and went back and read your favorite book that she used to love and then grabbed an adult version of something like that? Like how cool would that be? How could you tap more into being more playful and childlike and fun? Because these are the type of things that's going to help you in so many ways, not just this boredom conversation, so many ways to help develop this relationship with yourself. Okay. All right. Next part. What about self-talk? How can I relate to this feeling better? So I think that's part of it too, women is that we get, and I'm raising my hand over here, I promise you I've struggled with this several times recently. I get frustrated with myself when I'm in this place, (laughs) when I'm in this state of boredom or when I'm in this brain fog or like, I know I need to get work done, but I just don't feel like doing it and I can't concentrate. I feel foggy or maybe I'm feeling a little blue. Maybe the weather's been super rainy or maybe I'm super stressed out because of what's going on with my kids in life and I'm not relating to myself or the feeling very well at all. So how can I relate to myself more kind and more graceful and say, okay, Michelle, I can tell that you're feeling this way. Let's give ourselves an hour. Do you want to, what do you want to do? I mean, there's times like that where I literally talk to myself. You know, we've always talked about like, oh yeah, I talk to myself all the time. I used to talk to myself in like tasking, like, okay, well, I got to go to the store. And when I'm at the store, I'm like, okay, don't forget to go over here and get this. I now really talk to myself and I say, Michelle, okay, what do we want to do? All right. What do I want to do right now? I need to give myself some time. I'm feeling stressed. What's going on in my body? Am I feeling anger? Okay. How do I need to get this anger out? So I can move on because I can tell you if I let that stuff sit, it's just not, it's not good. It's not helpful for me. It's not helpful for my kids and I want to move through it. So how can I find ways to be creative or feel it? That's another thing. When you're feeling this way, sometimes we have to just feel it. You know, by no means am I telling you in this episode that I want you to always find something else to do. I don't want you to have a to create a task every time. I don't want you to to go watch a TV show. I don't want you to just put something in the place of of drinking. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm just giving you options. But I do want you to know how to feel it. Allow those deeper desires in you to show up. Not avoiding and forcing the immediate change. And for sure, not numbing out. And that was a big part of my experience and still is when I feel things that like, oh, I just really don't want to feel this right now, but I have the space to do it. Now there's times where we have to, we have to put a pause, right? Depending on where you are, but you gotta, you gotta feel it and you have to process it and you have to allow what your deep desires are to come out so you can learn and grow from this. You cannot continue to lie to yourself or pretend everything's okay. It's just not going to work out. You're not going to get past stuck. I talk to you. I see you. I hear you. I watch your post. I'm coaching you. I'm with, I'm with so many of you and I hear you and you, you want to get unstuck and you're tired of the same old, same old. 
And part of it is you're continuing to do the same thing and you're continuing to stuff down your emotions and you're continuing to lie to yourself and not commit to yourself. And just one thing I want you to do today is just to be honest and say, you know what? I feel so bored today and I'm just, I'm just not happy. I'm in a funk. I'm not happy. I feel super sad and just let it come out so that you can get it out with honesty and let your body release it. And I guarantee you, you'll begin to see like, oh, hmm, that's why I'm feeling this way today. Because sometimes we don't know until we actually express the emotion first. Okay. And then one more part I just want to share with you. It's in my notes. So much of what we deal with are the stories that we are telling ourselves about ourselves in the situation. Right? I'm just explaining that to you. Like, we'll say, why am I so boring? Why do I feel this way? What's wrong with me? Why is this happening? And a lot of times, why is just not helpful (laughs) at all. Now, eventually, I think we get, sometimes we get that looking back wisdom and we can go, oh, I see why that happened or I see why I walked through that. But mostly on the front end, we can't. We can't see that. We can ask ourselves, like, what can I do instead? Or what is true instead? But the why is not helpful. And if that's part of where you're hanging on right now, I just want you, I just want to ask you to, I want you to set that down. I want you to write, why? Why do I keep drinking? Why am I so miserable? Why am I staying stuck? Why don't I do this? Why don't I do that? I want you to write on a piece of paper, why? With a big question mark. And I want you to rip it up. And I want you to throw it in the trash can. And I want you to ask yourself, what can I do today that will feel honest and true? One thing. And I want you to, next time you experience boredom, I want you to remember this episode and I want you to think, okay, I'm naturally leaning into anxiety, fatigue, depression. I'm leaning into feeling brain fog, just kind of like apathetic. Okay, I know that this is here. I'm allowing myself to feel it. And how can I move through this? What can I think about? What can I do? What will help me feel safe and move me through this boredom? Okay, I hope this helps you today. I hope you have a beautiful week as we're rolling into the holiday season I am finishing up next week the Stopover Drinking Sisterhood program. It has been fantastic. And I've got some news coming up for y'all, getting geared up for the beginning of the year. I'm not going to say it yet because I don't have all the details, but something's coming for you at the beginning of the year. But keep in mind also that you have the opportunity to work one-on-one with me. Um, Right now, that's what I have to offer. I have one-on-one coaching. Or I have the program and the program is going to look a little different moving into January. I think it's going to open up more opportunity for more of you to be involved. So get ready. Seek support. Whatever that looks like for you. Spend time growing your faith. Find someone you trust that is safe that maybe you can talk to. Um, Look. Look for growth. Look for support. And know that I'm always here for you. You can email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. We can talk about what it would look like for 
us to work together. Okay. Have an awesome week until next time. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.